Episode one twenty one of Rebel FM. Jesus, it's like the first part got cut off or something. <laughs> you don't get a fucking welcome. You're here. You're We're in for queer. it. You get don't deserve it. it. Uh, I'm Anthony Gallegos. With me is Ryan O'Donnell. Hey, salutations. How you doing? Uh, Matt Chandrenay. Yo, what going down, peeps? Bringing the energy, Tyler Barber. Hey, what's up, guys? I apologize if I'm popping and stopping. And Arthur Geese, you're fine. <laughs> Isn't it popping and locking? Pop and lock. Well, I mean, because I, I, I don't have a popper stopper, so I said oh. popping and stopping. I appreciate that of... when you said you don't have a popper stopper, you made as many strong puns <laughs> yeah. as you yeah. possibly could. <laughs> so video games. Fuck yeah. We played you say, some. wait, wait, you didn't say Arthur. I said Arthur at the very end. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't I actually remember. Part. Oh, my, in my mind, I remember saying Arthur. <laughs> <laughs> well, Arthur's here too, in case you were wondering. Yeah. I really, I, you know what I like about this time of year is that we always seem to manage to have this particular group of people on the podcast. Yeah. It warms me to the cockles of my heart. I like cock. Um, <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. You live in the right city for that to not be a problem. He was I, actually referring to male chickens. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Maybe you should get out of my house. <laughs> um, uh, so here we are talking about video games. A lot of video games came out this week. They did. And Arthur tweeted to people to say to like ask to email about the games that we will talk about. We're not gonna do an actual letters segment this show. We're just gonna read people's emails. Me and Matt will hit it up occasionally yeah. when we find something uh, particular. So I don't know, just talk about like can we just talk about the biggest things first? Is do we easiest? want to talk about modern warfare first? Like there are emails about modern warfare in the What do people want to know about modern warfare? Yeah. Well, this one from Adam, he says, I was reading on Twitter that Arthur thought the Modern Warfare 3 campaign is the best at large scale. And if I remember correctly, and I agree, on that note, side story, which Modern Warfare had the best campaign, in your opinion? I thought the Modern Warfare 1 campaign was a touch overrated and that Modern Warfare 2 had the best level. He said he has the best level. Uh, well, which he says like the, first snow, the, first snow momi- no. the first snow mission with the snowmobile nope. section. There's Wait, no level what? in Modern Warfare 2 that's better than anything in the first Modern Warfare. That is not... Uh, I just played through Modern Warfare f- two, uh, 1 uh, completely. And then I played through about half of Modern Warfare 2. Modern Warfare 1, aside from the parts that I knew I liked the Priapets... St- Priapet, pre, Pripyat, Pripyat. Those stages are glorious. Chiapet, that is awesome, and I feel like they understand that that's awesome because Modern Warfare Two and Modern Warfare Three have so many areas where there's someone saying like, "All right, follow me." Oh, well, let's let them pass. Go slow. Hang back for a yeah, minute. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, I, like I they like just do it over and over. I, again. I, I had such a bad taste in my mouth when I played two, but I feel like there could be a couple of set pieces that are maybe better than a couple of set pieces. I, but overall, I don't know. I mean, like, Modern Warfare 2 is home to the worst levels that Modern Warfare has ever had. Like, specifically the favela. Yeah. And the so Russian the, the prison, thing, also shitty. I got to the favela this time, um, and I really like... Okay, 
I like the level in theory. I think it's such a great like. It's, it's a great idea. It's a great idea, right? <laughs> like putting and the and part of what is interesting about it is how fucking annoying it is to play that stage because <laughs> you know it's it's like what it should be like if you're in this fucking hugely dense populated urban area where if all of a sudden everyone that was in that area decided that they wanted to kill you with guns and grenades, like it would probably, you probably wouldn't make it out alive. Like it would probably be pretty bad, but God. So when it started, I was like, Oh yeah, the favela. I remember liking this part. Arthur hates this part and like really, really hates it. The favela and Arthur. Like, I just want to think about Arthur yelling at this while I'm playing this. And then I kept dying and it got worse and worse. And there was a part where I, a point when I really didn't think I was going to make it through. And then you're like, Oh yeah, Arthur's right. Sometimes he's right. Sometimes no, but then I made it through to the second half of it and had more fun. But uh, I was playing on probably not the not veteran, but sometimes maybe hardened, and it, it was takes hard. almost three years for Ryan to admit that Arthur is right. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, I played. I That's played. Not, I played two on regular. I don't even no, think let's. I, we're, I don't I'm even totally going to confront you with that. Typically, later. with old Call of Duties, I would always play through on regular. I would, hardened. Uh, I, don't even, I never even did a hardened play. You know exactly what I'm talking. No, about. No, no, I know what you're talking about, but I. Half-Life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Half-Life. Yeah. No, but... We'll talk about that we later. We can talk about that later. Well, yeah, I, I want to pick up what Anthony was putting down. Yeah, just as a, <laughs> just as a litmus I'm test. Sorry. Um, and then I'll pick it back up again. I, right. I played through Modern Warfare, the first one, the story, several times, and on Hardened, and I even tried it on Veteran, whereas Modern Warfare 2, I, ju- I played it through once. I played through it regular, and I was like, yeah, was it. I'm not going to That was also the longest Modern Warfare campaign. The first one was probably about seven hours, the so, first time through. Wasn't too long, yeah. Did it did it say Modern Warfare campaign, or did it say Call of Duty campaign? I said, he said Modern Warfare. He said Modern Warfare. Yeah, that's how okay. we're talking Modern Warfare. Okay. Um, because I was gonna say I think Black Ops is better than I think Black oh, Ops I think has Black the best Ops campaign. Has the I think Black Ops theory, does yeah. interesting stuff story wise, but its level design is not good. And I I don't think any of them have really good like level it's design. it's pathing and its enemy placement isn't as good as Modern Warfare. Is it, is it going too far back to ask what you guys thought of Call of Duty Two single player? I love Call of Duty Two single I remember, player. I, remember, I thought that I, was excellent. It, the way it, it is in my fun. mind. Yeah, yeah, it's like one yeah, of those. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I feel now. I still yeah. think I actually I played it fairly recently and it still holds up reasonably well. Hmm. Four felt like date, you know, dated, but revol- you know, I could remember why it felt revolutionary when I was pl- playing it, but it still felt old. And it it's is- surprising how much better t- Modern Warfare Two looks than Modern Warfare. Oh, like visually. Visually, I mean, definitely a big step. And also, I mean, Modern Warfare 3 looks really fucking good. Yeah, they are really taking nice steps forward. They did a lot with that that engine, with the lighting. And I think the sound is really great in Modern Warfare 3. I am not impressed by the gun sounds. But oh well, I mean, if, if compared to Battlefield, they're nowhere near as good. But I'm saying compared to the previous Call of Duty gun sounds, they're so much. better. I haven't played a Call of Duty game like in a while, like in about a year, actually. So the guns, the guns, I just have so much more like heft to them than they ever used to. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. well, this sort of relates to the growth of the franchise too. The, um, <coughs> apparently, I can't speak tonight. I'm sorry. I'm getting old and dying. Mm-hmm. Do you want some water, Matt? While he, yeah, I'm gonna need some. But while, anyway, while Justin, he's old and dying, and I, I should put out the disclaimer once again that we get paid by Activision, Matt it's and true. I. So everything that we say about Call of Duty, you can take with a grain of salt that we're censoring ourselves and not saying bad things because we don't want them to be mad at us. We should make the album art of this episode just a salt shaker. But, uh, 
the uh, but anyway, this guy named yeah. Justin wrote in and he wanted to, he just says, "Are kill streaks good game design? Do you think Battlefield Four could have kill streaks?" I don't I don't know why they would do that. I don't know why either. I mean, there. I think the big problem right now that Battlefield Three has is that they they didn't. Oh, Arthur brought me water. Thank you. We have those same cups. If Arthur was a really actually. good person, he would have brought you the cold water out of the Brita filter in the <laughs> fridge. <laughs> it's a. It, I can. I don't mind tapping. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, there you go. Thanks, Arthur. Uh, thank you, slave. Um, I, I, but yeah, here, like here. I think like Battlefield Three already you know tried too much to be like modern warfare in parts uh so i really don't think they should be trying to add in things like kill streaks and death streaks i don't think kill streaks like they, they they don't always suck but there are still definitely points in modern warfare 3 where one team gets on a roll and they are just like it just seems like it's impossible yeah. to come back because of their kill streaks that being I was said, watching- usually what it means if that if that if you're feeling that feeling Usually what it means is that you should probably have a class ready where you can pull out a yeah. some sort of a launcher and take down their or, or, or whatever you should, or maybe around. if you're not good enough to get those uh, or you're not having a good enough round I should say to get the assault ones you should pull out a support one where your your deaths, I, your kills carry over and so you can get mobile sam turrets and stuff like and that. And I would say that that's one of my favorite things about this multiplayer is the support kill streak option. Having oh, not, I mean, I haven't had a chance to play Modern Warfare 3's multiplayer yet, but that is definitely the thing that interests me the most. Is yeah. the support sort of and specialist. Like, what's that? The specialist one I think is really cool too. Yeah, I'm no, not. Granted, uh, that's not how I play. So granted, that's, I know it's yeah. like you get additional perks and like, is it like you just have to stay alive? So exactly. That, I think the the great thing about the support kill streaks is for players like me. Let me just say I'm okay. I'm okay at Modern Warfare, but on paper, if you go to if hey, Elite was working and you went and looked at my player card or whatever, my Elite page, you would see that my KD ratio is fucking it's terrible. It's probably like 0.4 or something. Like it's you're like a, high, high point fours, but yeah, yeah. 0.4. Yeah. Right. I die a lot because I play this game the way that I played Quake back in the day, which is I run around the maps. Like I, an asshole. Like an asshole. I only play Domination right now also. Like I like I like to run between three points and hold them as long as I can. And oh. then by the time I hold a, start get this new point that I just take it back over, there's always another one that just Actually, popped up. I'm all about the new mode, Kill Confirmed. Like, another great mode. I really the only thing if you the only thing I played is Kill Confirmed and, and Domination, but I, I played just think much Kill Confirmed is really good just cuz it it changes. It makes people that just want to run like a madman it it makes them a liability, and so it also, it makes people play it well. In theory, in my experience, it made people play a little bit more carefully, and, and go, you could bait people with the tags. There's no point in sniping because, or well, sni- not unless you're going to work with a friend that's going to go collect your tags for you. But even then, if he gets killed while exactly. you're out there, you know, yeah, it's it's a it's it basically works best if you've got two teams that are basically sticking together and fighting with each other in sort of close proximity. Exactly. Going back to the email, I mean, I think that the perk. Not not the perk, but the kill streak thing sort of reinforces a lone wolf mentality, um, and that is not what Battlefield is about. Like Battlefield is very much about teamwork, um, and, and I, you get more points by supporting your teammates than you do just for like going off by yourself, and that creates a very specific dynamic. Yeah, and I think once Elite is like going up full steam, and people are actually uh, using those things they got in Hardened Edition and starting clans. We'll see teams where not everyone uses assault packages. They'll 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 have team members that specifically do the support role to fuck up other teams' assault packages and that sort of thing. I think there will be some interesting things that happen. Yeah, and there's higher gonna, level play. And there's going to be specific elite 
like ops and events, which is what they call the things that you can sign up for and run, they're going to be based on things other than just kills and KD ratio and stuff like that. There will be things like, you know, flag caps and stuff like that to to reward people who want to play a little bit differently. I I, I think one of the bigger... The, the bigger problems with kill streaks in general is just that it i i i fear that they're just going to exploit that just too much as like their gimmick like that's what they're going to try to use that separates them and that in the long run people are going to really tire of that quickly i mean that's why you have the situation they have now right with the uh support class and uh you know the different ways and, and i think that's a really good solution for it but my my worry is um, that people are going to fatigue of it really really quick, and it's and it seems to me on the level of like the minutia splitting that we started talking about with franchises like Guitar Hero mm. and Rock Band mm-hmm. in the heyday of the music. I feel like it's more like a Madden. Honestly, it's like where I they added say. like. The ability to, you know, like where they get now I can call out plays the, this way or like that audibles sort of thing. and stuff. Exactly. Yeah. I, mean, I, the, I know everyone's oh god. The sign that that Guitar Hero was in trouble was when it started taking things from Call of Duty. <laughs> I think and the other thing is like there's a difference between Guitar Hero is not a comp- Call of Duty is a sport. I mean, as close as you can get in the video game space. It's so. more like Halo and Halo two became like towards the end of their lifespans, like there's such an esports thing as much as anything was designed for the general public at large. Yeah. And uh because of that it's like I'm not let me let me just say it's not that I 100% disagree with you. I think that for example, there's a great Call of Duty multiplayer game to be made by taking the best parts of uh the multiplayer now, the speed, the the maneuverability and the gun the straight up normal gunplay and sort of stripping out a bunch of the complex elements and getting back to that core mechanic like imagine just like a you know one of the things that i love back from the quake era my favorite games were 1v1 matches where it was a tiny map and it was just you versus another guy the mind games there it's like playing a fighting game and that isn't really replicated in most shooter first person shooters competitive first person shooters now so you know there there could be some some brilliant call of duty games that sort of you know are about that that said, because it's like a sport, it's like basketball, you know, like they're, they're not, not that. Okay. Well, that was a bad example. It's not like they change rules to basketball all the time, but I guess that's <laughs> what I'm saying is you don't really need to change the game all that much right now. Like adding new maps is kind of, and a few different things to tweak with every year is like, it's good enough for me. I well, still buy a- every new call of duty and although I didn't buy this one, I got it for free. I mean, they're not necessarily trying to sell <laughs> basketball again every year the way they are with with Call of Duty, though. It's still different. I mean, that's why I said bad, bad example. It's, it's a different. It's different, right? Someone's got to get in there and make all the make the new maps, and that's. I mean, in my perfect world, Call of Duty multiplayer, it that's the game to me. Like, I like the campaign fine, but I play it once, maybe twice, and then I'm done with it. And the, you know, the, I finished the new campaign in like five hours or something. So we're talking five, ten hours total, right. and I've already put fifteen hours into the yeah. multiplayer, and that just came out. You know, I wish they sold. The multiplayer on Xbox as a digital download mm-hmm. for a, a fraction of the cost. Like, and what I, if it started at fifteen dollars yeah. and then it I'm was sure five dollar max? Most packs. shooter fans too, you know, like myself, feel the exact same way. Yeah. You know, like I mean, they're already selling you most of the multiplayer over the course of a year for sixty dollars more. So fifty dollars. I mean, four map packs. Yeah, well, fifty dollars if you buy Elite. Sixty if you if you buy it 
uh, you know, each map pack. I'll be really curious to see what the conversion rate is on like actual paid elite memberships. Yeah, me too. I'm just saying if you do the math and you're going to basically anyone who was going to buy all the map packs, if you think there's any chance that you might buy all the map packs, just get the, just get elite. It's cheaper. I mean, it's like, man, fucking everybody is doing. I know that's passes. the frustrating yeah. thing. Fucking I'm not getting THQ announced a Saints Row three season pass. Really? Today. Oh, really? That's wild. Oh. I just like Jason. Um, well, Jason, our guy, is so into gears. Like he bought the gears season pass. Right, you, I got a code for it, so it's hard for me to say if it's worth it or not. But he, like he bought it, and because for him it is, he, gears is his favorite game. But then again, he loves he loves Call of Duty also, and I just know I'd rather play the call. I want all the Call of Duty yeah, maps. I, I that mean, come I don't, out. I don't see know. why it's a bad thing with any game if it potentially gets you all the content for. Yeah, cheaper. well, okay. So as a as an example with Gears, like I kind of wonder if people are feeling a little fucked over already because that Horde Command Pack thing they released with like the three new maps that were on the disc, which pisses a lot of people off. Um, like those maps are going to be free at mm-hmm. the end of November, so they're basically paying for early access and some random items in Horde. Like and that's one of the pieces of content from the season pass. Like I think that they're promised four, like four p- pieces of DLC. But that isn't that one sh- cheaper. The Gears one is like twenty five dollars or thirty dollars or something. I, I think. think the Gears thing is like fifty. Okay, I could be wrong. I thought it was cheaper because it was like it's like you save. Oh well, you save like ten bucks or something, or like you save something like that, or maybe it's forty five. Because aren't the the gear or the the Call of Duty ones are fifteen a piece? Like when you buy the map packs, right? The which fucking power of the internet in front of like me, five dollars per map, which you know is arguable, but to me that's worth it. I feel like the to me uh, the maps are the game. Like the, the well, the mechanics are the game, and then the maps are the only other thing that matters, right? Right. Like that's the variable. The the thing so that I can like, appreciate. I can I love getting new maps, and I'll pay for them. About Elite is that it guarantees it for a year, whereas all the other season passes I'm saying I'm seeing are like, well, this is like the first four pieces of content. Uh, not to mention, I mean, okay, so I'm gonna twenty four hundred Microsoft. Not points. to sound totally sales pitch, but what do you like with Gears? You don't get like the ability to make clans. Like video content that are making exclusive for the They're ability, releasing campaign the ability content. to enter, but I'm saying you don't get the ability to enter contests and like actual tournaments remotely for yeah. for real world prizes. Like, I, I mean, I don't think that that's why people would be paying for elite. Granted, though. I'm I'm saying, but I'm saying on top of getting the content, you're also getting this other thing. You don't get any additional it, services with the Gears of War stuff. It will be very interesting to see when Elite is up and running, all the stuff that they're plan planning to put into it, how people react to all that stuff, like. Maybe, maybe it'll be because they are, you know, they, they want it to be premium, you know, right. They want, they want, they will, Activision has money and they will throw money at something to, you know, look at Call of Duty XP, the, the, um, giant convention thing. Like that was just like an absurd experience for if you're into Call of Duty and you go, you went to it. You got your money's worth 100%, and there was not one part of that. How much was admission to that? 150 or something. But so you also got a- You got the Hardened Edition, which is $100, right? Yeah. You got Hardened Edition. There was like a free Kanye show. There was like, you know, it was like a two day event where you Paintball, could play the game early. Shit. Paintball, Basically, fucking there's no rides, way they made money like on lines. Right. They gave all the profits away to like some charity. That's or something right. Like they that. did. Duty endowment. That's right. Yeah. They did, yeah. Um, well, just like BlizzCon doesn't really make any money. Right. Like yeah. BlizzCon is a a losing proposition for them that they keep doing yeah anyway their whole like mantra with call of duty is like we got money this is a big franchise to us you know for us and like we're just 
we're going to make sure that everything we do with it feels like a really high quality production. We want it to feel super premium, like if, especially with Elite. If you pay extra, you're going to get premium quality content. Now, obviously, Elite doesn't work right now. It's fucking totally broken. Whoa. And that happens with a lot of online services when you launch them. And I think that, you know, it's hard to... Is it getting better? Like, are they, like, is it more functional than it was like yesterday? Sort of, but not really. Like, it doesn't, <laughs> let me, now yeah. at least there's messaging in place. Like, okay. they have built a, a status page yeah, that lets that. you know if the system is yeah. working. And they've, there are now messages out that say that it's not working. They, and they gave everyone an extra month or something on their subscription. So, um, I'm a little it's 13 su- months now. I'm going to be honest. I'm a little surprised that Elite doesn't work right now. Like, like multi, like obviously the game itself works, mm-hmm. and from everything I've seen, like every other Call of Duty game over the last three years has had launch issues with like Xbox Live, like having serious yeah, issues. Right. But it doesn't seem like there have been any problems with Modern Warfare working, and it's even more surprising because fucking Battlefield just came out, which has a ton of people playing. Gears has a ton of people playing. There's still an enormous population of people playing Black Ops. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. and like, Modern Warfare too, actually. And Modern Warfare, yeah. So. Like, I'm a little surprised, actually, that it went off without much of a hitch, like, as far as playing it goes. Yeah, I haven't had any. I've been playing. I put, probably put 15 hours into multi, no problems also, at all. Also, if you think about it, if, if there was the one thing you needed to get right, I mean, if, if you had... Being able to play. Yeah, being able to play Modern Warfare 3 multiplayer was the thing that had to fucking work no matter also, fucking what. installed to my hard drive, Modern Warfare 3 is the fastest loading single-player game i played in, like, two years. Not oh, installed wow. to your hard drive. Lo- it's, like, yeah, it's, loads it's like a motherfucker. Really fast. I, I, like, it loads faster on my 360 than it loads on the fucking PC. Wow. It loads really fast. That game is optimized to shit, that's for sure. The PC version is a nicer looking version of the 360 game. I just hope that yeah. uh, when people can finally get into Elite, they like the video content. <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's how you shield. Yeah. Right there. So, so, so the, yeah, that's one of the things that is in the Elite stuff. The Elite Elite stuff, like the premium Elite stuff, is there's like exclusive video content, there's the ability to make clans, and there's... The like, contest, basically. Contest, that's basically I mean, I got, stuff. Other than that, it's all, it's it's all, all free. free. I got a yeah. hardened edition. I guess I should actually use that shit. Might as well. Mm-hmm. You got it with it, or give it away. And if the you're not going to, yeah, or give it away. But I'm sure there's plenty of people that could write in if the if you don't want your hardened edition anymore. Yeah, how about we not suggest that just yet? <laughs> no, let's wait until my review hell gets done, and then I'll see if I have <laughs> yeah. time to play it. Is there are there more questions about? Um, the only the only actually there weren't too many modern warfare ones. The only the last one just said that he wanted you guys to talk about the multiplayer, which you already have been, and in his opinion, it just seems really, really balanced. And I, I was wondering if you think that it's really balanced, quote-unquote. I would be really excited if that's the case. Because that's, that's what always frustrated me about like the Black Ops multiplayer, the little bit that I did play of it in Modern Warfare 2, is that I I did feel like people could get on winning streaks and there was just nothing well, you could it's do like, about I it. I just felt like meat like yeah. for the grinder, and I think that like that those that's games thrived. On that. So I think that's part of the game. So, I think mm. I think that more than in most other, you know, like say a battle battlefield, the pace is just slower and in a battlefield game than it is in Call of Duty, and you really do get shot a lot. Like you are gonna die a lot when you first start playing this um, game, and the the difference between this and Black Ops to me is the the Infinity Ward has a very specific way that they design stages. And they feel very complex when you first start. Like, mm. there's tons of little corridors, and you're constantly, like, you know, like, if you're playing, for example, like a domination style 
game mode where there's an icon on your screen that tells you where to go. It's mm-hmm. like, go on your HUD. It says, go here and capture this location. And you sort of understand, okay, I need to go that direction. It's sometimes not that obvious how to get there from where you are. You're like, I'm in this building. Like, do I go, I, I can go left or right, but I need to go straight. And there is no straight. And you'll end up having to like curve around three or four buildings and maybe go through this other one to get to that spot. And it's just, it takes a while. There's a learning curve. Whereas the Black Ops maps, the way Treyarch designs the maps, they're more like open spaces than less like crazy intricate corridors in city areas um, the other thing with this one more than i feel other call of duties now granted i haven't played that that much since it came out mm-hmm. uh, but a bunch i played leading up to that, um i feel like you level up so fast early on that like you know the the, the same sort of like fuck i'm stuck with all this shitty weapons for so long it feels like like after like the first two games you play you'll already have like new guns and red dot sights and stuff like that unlocked that's one of the so other things fast. i like better though about black ops so that's the other i've i've really been thinking about how much i like the way that infinity war does it versus the way that treyarch does it and i'm really coming around to the treyarch way i i I love in black ops the way that you choose you basically instead of unlocking this level up for your gun or you know this you get to buy it yeah you you get currency and then you, you get black ops bucks and then you can use those your call of duty bucks to buy whatever upgrade you want so you could, you know, if you want this particular assault rifle, like if you want a FAMAS, you can just keep saving until you have enough for it and then unlock it. And I, mean, I like that better, actually. One does cut down on the amount of life-hating you're doing, like trying to get a gun that you like to yeah. where you need it to be to feel competitive with it. Exactly. But I was, but again, in Modern Warfare 3, I felt like you level up so fast that you get competitive with the guns you have after even like one game all of a sudden. It takes like one game with a new gun to get the red dot sight. It's not like you have to play multiple. It's like I feel like after the very first one, you Correct me if I'm wrong, Tyler. In Battlefield, when you unlock like a red dot sight for the first time with, with the guns you're using, does it automatically apply it to the gun you're holding? Yeah. Usually. Isn't it per per match or something? How does that work like in the in, game? In Battlefield 3, like you'll level up in the middle of a match. If you unlock a red dot sight, like it's automatically on your That's gun. That's what I'm saying, but it's spawn. not permanent, right? So like then you start a new game and you don't have any unlocks again. Is there, no, 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 you do. Oh, okay, okay, okay. It's just like it's a permanent unlock that you got for that gun, but it, it takes effect immediately. That's cool. And also you can customize your kits in the middle of the game. Like you don't have to wait from match to match or go out of the game to do I was that. like semi-fascinated because I thought that the, what they were doing was kind of removing the... No, it's not Shadowrun. Unlock system or and making it... Yeah, right. It's not Counter-Strike. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that, that's a... Anyway, yeah. I mean, in Call of Duty, I just feel like you level up so fast. It, it really... Like, I never felt like I didn't have weapons that felt... So I will say... And I also feel like the weapons, they start you out with default ones, like the G36 and stuff. I feel like... Is like that a totally was a late viable. stage. Exactly, exactly. It's a Warfare totally viable starting weapon. But in even in Call of Duty Modern Warfare One, Call of Duty Four, Modern Warfare, um, I hated the M16. See, I like the M16. You start with the M16, too. and I thought it was fine. That's the gun you start with. I could, I used that for a long time. It's got really good range. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the um, the other thing is, you were saying you level up fast. Okay, so here's me again. Remember, I'm a shill. So I have my account set up right now to be... It, I have double XP. 
I'm getting double XP for a long time. So you're probably fucking sailing. I'm doing fine. I'm, I level you're up level really 50, fast. Then? I'm level 54. Okay, see, because I, I played over the course of like three days and played a ton, and I got and I was like, fuck, I got to 38 in this amount of time. Like That took me like weeks in Black Ops I, like, it was with, the, same. with the way I've, I play. I've never, I've never gotten this high level in any Call of Duty game. Really? There's, never, also, there's also 80 you levels in the mistake like, of prestige. No, I never how many made pres- how many pres- There's like 80 levels in this one. And yes. 80 levels and, and 10, 10 levels of prestige. And 10 prestiges. So they want you to level levels. up fast but that's the great they want thing. you to be getting rewards well, i think challenges i think when yeah. you prestige in this game you get to choose one thing that you carry over with you you do you get to take one one oh, gun awesome. or whatever with you yeah. it's like it's it's as badass it's like as it dying was. and bringing your money yeah it's so awesome. <laughs> yeah but um so anyway I, about the double xp so i'm leveling up really fast i don't think i'm like i don't think it's double in terms of level like i don't think i'd be at level 25 or you know level 26 or something i think i'd be like at level 42. It's true. It's just like for shooting a guy in team deathmatch, you get 200 points as opposed to 100. Yeah. So in any case, like I am leveling up faster. You can go, you can go buy some Mountain Dew and get some, some double XP points. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be very useful. I like Cliffy B. Sponsored by Activision and Modern Warfare yeah, 3. Exactly. Sorry guys. Uh, but if I actually do really like the game. Way. Um, did, did you guys read the Cliffy Cliffy's Twitter post about that? I thought it was actually kind of smart. No, what do you say? He's saying like instead of giving these double XP codes, you know, instead oh, of the nutrition it, thing. Yeah, well, he was like instead of making it fucking like buy some Mountain Dew, get Call of Duty double XP points. Why don't we give these codes to teachers so that when kids turn in their fucking reports and get an A on their report, they get some double XP? And I was like, you know what? <laughs> that is an amazing I would, idea. I would, like, you know I would totally try hard on my schoolwork you know if I got a, some double XP. Was, uh, if, if it wasn't an M-rated game. These copies yeah, of the game yeah. that were selling for like crazy amounts on eBay that everyone heard about. I was just thinking, man, every company should be like, Bethesda should be like, we're going to put 10 copies of Skyrim. And you get it when everyone else gets retail. I feel like for, this has been done but this before. all goes for charity. That's it. Yeah, and you can pay. Okay. You know, just see how much it goes for. Like if companies start doing that, it's a tax write off. I a bunch of money. I want to say that that's been done before, but I, I can't remember a specific instance. <sighs> but just, yeah, you do level up amazingly fast. In this yeah, game. you do. I mean, it's just because I asked them about that, and they said it's not that the level progression is technically faster. Like it's still the same amount of points per kill. It's just that they've added in like. Way, way, way more challenges than before. So it's like, way more level. It's like constantly getting. Bonus yeah, it's like it's like it's like you killed a guy. You killed one guy with one grenade. You killed two guys with, with a grenade. You've killed twenty guys with a grenade. It's like yeah. everything you do. Oh, you used a red dot sight for the tenth time. Bam, Bam. thousand points. Like <laughs> darn, 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 darn. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> for example, like I have a. Again, I'm getting double XP, so maybe it would happen. I mean, as long as you're switching long, the gun that you're using all the time, you'll just. You know, like save. one thing you were saying, if you're in, call, if you're playing these matches and you feel like you're getting beaten down like crazy build a class where your secondary weapon is a javelin or some sort of rocket launcher and just have it ready to go because at some point when you feel like you're getting beaten down it's probably because there's an ac-130 flying around there's a cobra flying around you've got like at some point in this game more than most games you know you can be just beaten down by things that are flying above your head Shoot them out of the sky. You're gonna get a bam, 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 bam. Yeah, like level up unlock every time you shoot them down. Almost <laughs> like yeah. almost every time you get a bonus for that. I that's something that sort of turned me off a little bit more to Call of Duty after Modern Warfare. Like because Modern Warfare Two definitely upped the emphasis on air vehicles more 
than I think I enjoy. Like they're like, oh well, now you control the UAV and we got all these sick helicopters. And these ones, I feel like though, they're pretty hard to get. A lot of the things. Now, that has, being said, there's always going to be people that are way too right. good to get them. And it, and it always has this. This one has a lot more controllable vehicles too. So there's a lot of people just standing in the in the map in a corner somewhere, like flying or driving. Yeah. It's yeah. Kind of weird. I just I. Uh, well, anyway, uh, should we move on to another game? Yeah, we should. Do you have so there? There's just like talk about uh, start talking about Skyrim, and I'll start looking. At well, I was gonna say uh, we should do Saints Row first because there's okay. a, a, just pretty much every single question is Skyrim, but there's there's a good amount of Saints and when you Row guys stuff, talk about so Skyrim, do you don't get to spoil anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it sucks that we, we didn't get Skyrim early. I'd love. To I mean, what like it. what do I spoil? Like then this thing attacked me and a no, troll. No. Like, well, I'm not just, talking just about. Go, spoiler, did everyone right? see so, the Skyrim yeah. video today of, of the guy that shows you how to steal in Skyrim? No, no. no. I'm trying not to look at anything. Well, I'm yeah. Just, yeah. No, I'm, I'm just gonna tell you. This is how you steal in Skyrim. Go find this video. It's awesome on YouTube. I saw a guy picks up pots. And he walks up to guys, and when you're holding an object in front of you, you're like holding it like portal style, you know, like in front of you. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then when you walk towards stuff, it collides with it. Uh-huh. So he picks up big old pots and cauldrons, walks to all the patrons in the place, and bumps it so that it tilts over their head and lets it go. Oh, the Dovakin. So, so then their head, yes. Dovakin so, vacation. So then their head is covered, and then he just takes whatever he wants because their line of sight's blocked. Are you, wait, see so that he puts a pot over their head, yeah. and then yeah. you can take whatever you want. Yeah. Because they can't see you. That's 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 awesome. brilliant. I can't believe that works in a game. That's amazing. And who knew that in a game where you can who knew that a game where you can yell at dragons and kill them with it. The only thing that would make it would the, be the, I was the only thing that could make that better. Oblivion. The only <laughs> thing that could make that better is if you put the pot over their head. And then their AI immediately was, was like took it right off their head. So that so then it you know felt realistic. <laughs> and then at that point, when you saw people like sleeping, then you knew your crazy pot trick would work. I just I never just thought. I guess I just never thought that their line of sight was yeah, something that was actually so gonna, physical, for lack of a better word. I'll tell you something weird that happened last night while I was playing, and then we'll talk about Saints Row and go back to Skyrim after yeah. a break because we've been going for half an hour. Um, Last night, I was trying to read some books on a desk in the Companion's Den, which is a specific faction, mm-hmm. and I accidentally stole a bowl because I clicked on it by accident. Uh, Done it. Um, yeah. So I go into my inventory and drop it back on the table mm-hmm. and walk out because like, I have another quest to get to. And then someone stops me uh, as I'm walking out and said, I saw that you dropped this bowl and like stuck it back in my inventory. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I'm like, that's weird. Wow. <laughs> um. <laughs> what would be awesome is if they stuck it back in your inventory and then you got in trouble for stealing yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Right. It's like, no, they stole it. They walked out of the building with it. Stop, thief. It would be better um, if the guy that the gave be- it back to best, you was the guy who was like, haha, I told you. Without yeah. the Skyrim, one of the best stories I've heard from it. Too much. Like, I'm not going to talk about Skyrim that much, but I'm just saying the only yeah. st- Skyrim. Let's hold on. No. The only Skyrim, this is the only thing I have to give <laughs> is, that, is that Stephanie, the girl is playing at work, she got married in the game. And uh, when you get married, all these people get invited to it. But in the course of when she started the marriage thing and when she actually got married, uh, one of the characters died. Like, one of the people invited to the wedding died. So when it, like, she transported into the place to do the wedding, all of the, you know, the computer automatically makes summons all the people that have been invited. Well, that character died, but his corpse came and was in the <laughs> pew. And, she, and everyone was everyone reacted the way they do when they see a corpse. They right. just like freaked the fuck out and ran out of the, and ran out of the ceremony. What? And so it just got canceled. No! Oh my god! 
I mean, obviously, if she hadn't fast traveled there, then that corpse wouldn't have shown up in the pews because it wouldn't have been able to walk to Probably. the thing. So that only happened because she fast traveled there. That is fucking great. Okay. Yeah, I just, uh, that's bizarre. Right. Saints Row. All right. So, so, so let's start Saints with... Saints Row uh, is ridiculous in a totally different way. Yeah. And yeah, that's actually... Yeah, yeah. This is totally what Muhammad asks. He says... Uh, uh, with Saints Row going in the direction of batshit insane since the second installment, and even more so with Saints Row the third, what do you think will be the logical extreme if they decide to make another Saints Row game, or is this the most Volition's possibly drug-induced genius is capable of? <laughs> so we know they're making another Saints Row already. Well, there will be yeah. another yeah. Saints Row. Yeah. Unless this one just sells terribly. Yeah. But I mean, like, putting a lot. He did- on this game doing well. And he didn't really he didn't really ask this, but I mean, what, what this line of, what this question kind of brings up in my mind is like is it possible for saints row to go too bat and shame bat shit insane to the point where it's just like all right this is crazy just to be crazy and it's not even really fun right yeah i i totally get where he's coming from and i think and that and that's a completely valid concern but i feel like saints row they're doing a masterful exercise of balancing that line mm. you know a lot of the videos that I've seen of Saints Row 3, like the footage and stuff before it came out, they really, really show you the craziest shit. And yeah, the game is crazy. It's insane. Mm-hmm. But they, they, I, you know, I, I almost want to say they drip feed you that stuff. I mean, drip feed is probably the wrong way to put it, but Spoon feed you. they don't. You're not it just, flooded. It comes with out. It. it comes in stages that is it more does, spread yeah. out than those videos would make you. think. It is. It's mm. a lot more spread out than they would make you think. That's a good way. Like to Like you it. could do missions that make you feel like, oh, I am actually a gangbanger. Yeah, and totally. Yeah. Like that. And then there are the ones that is like, oh, guess what? Right now you're gonna, you know, go put squids on people's heads to make them, you know. Exactly. Oh man, the Genki shit is so weird. Yeah, <laughs> those stages are fun too, man. Um, I think. And sort of along the same lines, like not just with the over-the-top gameplay stuff, but there, you know, also the sort of uh, the con, um, I guess the story content, some of the more offensive things. It's weird. Like I feel Saints Row, they, it's almost like they're so offensive they're not offensive. You know <laughs> right. what I mean? Like you it's can't like a take parody, it seriously. Kind of. It's yeah. like yeah. a parody of yeah. itself. Yeah. 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 Well, it started out as a parody of GTA, so that makes sense. And and, and what I feel like they really really nail is is just that like parodying the whole gta series and it doesn't feel cheap like um Hmm. and 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 where it comes off really well is the characterizations the 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 people that you're with they're great characters they're they're interesting you know they're all every one of them is like on a scale of one to ten a 20 and whatever it is that they do, you know, if they're a nerd, they're like a nerd right. all the way, you know. Right, right, right. And, and, and the story arc in general, too, it's kind of crazy, but it's cohesive and followable. I, I was listening to the Bombcast, and they said that it's actually really well written. It, it is. They also, told, they also said that there's a point where two characters in a car listen to... Uh, that sublime song yeah. from start to finish. Yeah, and, <laughs> what? And they, and they, what I got. Yeah, and they sing it. They sing they it together. Sing it. Like they it, sing that's it together. Fucking that's kind of and, cool. then, and, then, and then factor this in: when you make your character in Saints Row, if you're a male or a female, you have three voices to pick from each character. So and and is, is the zombie voice separate? And, and there's a separate zombie voice. You can have a zombie voice. The zombie wow, voice so they had so... To, so they had to voice the whole game for that many characters. Yeah, and and, and the writing crazy. is unique to the characters really? because I'm playing the, the British voice yeah. and he uses, you know, like British slang, 
Wow. Uh, all, all the in- incidental awesome. dialogue is like British slang that none that the others would just wouldn't Very use. Cool. You know. So I wonder fit. it would be cool if they did stat tracking in the game to see like how many people chose the British voice because be I bet a lot of people do. He he is the coolest voice. <laughs> but like relate related to the whole insane stuff, uh, Isaac says. Uh, my question is about the base gameplay because he says he likes the over the top, no holds barred insanity. But uh, since he hasn't played it yet, though, he wants to know. Like he says, I haven't heard a lot about the actual driving, shooting, mission structure, and uh, how does that compare? Compan- uh, how does that compare mechanically to other third-person sandbox games. I actually feel that the shooting's pretty decent. Like, how does it compare to Red Faction Guerrilla? Yeah, I feel like it feels like Red Faction it feels Guerrilla. Like, right, well, it feels like Red fucking Faction. Fucking sold. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, I, and, and I think the other thing that Saints Row does that's just completely different from Grand Theft Auto is they say, instead of um, instead of making the car and vehicle controls like something you need to master and really grasp... They're just going to make them really fucking easy so you can do insane shit. Like, the <laughs> helicopters are so easy to fly mm. in Saints Row. Or in the Saints- I've had people play uh, fly the helicopters in Saints Row, and and these are people that play Battlefield, and they're like, how come I can't fly a helicopter like this in Battlefield? Because they want you to master the controls. Whoa, but it's like, no, whatever. You know what? it, the helicopters would be too fucking much in Battlefield if you could fly them the way that people fly yeah, helicopters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more of a balance right. issue. But, and but I'm, I sit on the other side as well. Like, I was just talking to Matt about Grand Theft Auto V and how if mm-hmm. they don't change the driving controls, with, to you know, because everyone was really thought that the controls are too hard, the driving controls are too hard in four. I like it. that's the way I like it. I, I want I them liked to be. It too. I want them to be like that. I don't want them to make them easier. I want them to. I agree. Be I don't like have much that. experience with the drive with the car controls in Grand Theft Auto Four because I didn't play that part much very much. But the motorcycle controls in The Lost and the Damned, I actually like. Those yeah, good they too. got Those really. Good. I mean, I, I always I always kind of felt the ones in Four were a little loopier than I. Liked. Oh, like, sure. A little bit harder to control than I like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta you I gotta mean, actually break your car and all this and, stuff. You gotta uh, like, like drive it instead of just like. A great example would be in Saints no. Row, you could you be going like... Cart. You can have a golf cart in Saints Row. <laughs> in, in Saints, Saints Row, Row, you can yeah. go from like 100 miles an hour to, to a 90 degree turn with nothing. Like, <laughs> with, with, and you're like, I'm a boss. And, right. like, <laughs> and the other thing that's great about that is like, you know, like in Grand Theft Auto, because the controls were floaty, which I, I liked in Grand Theft Auto, you ran over pedestrians a lot. Here, if, if you don't want to be a psycho you don't have to like i, I, I actually like do really good avoiding hitting other cars hitting pedestrians like um there's you know you get bonuses for doing the near misses right when you come really close to a car and i can get really really good getting in the police car and like full speed just passing you know right down the center lane so close to cars it's a great feeling nice um, so one question tyler what's up it's related to an email from grant I don't know if you had that. Hey, one Grant. He he was asking. Uh, he said I was mostly uninterested in Saints Row until I saw the Tim and Eric director commercials. Do have you seen those? By the yes, way, yes, I okay, have. I just wanted to. Be. Oh, I, have, I, I didn't know. I didn't even. Afterwards, know about I decided. Afterwards, I decided to tool around with the character creator and had a blast with that alone. How does the game control compare to Bubble? You've already talked about that. Can I pick this one up without having played Saints Row too? Yeah, it's yeah. definitely. There's no mm. previous knowledge. Or, you don't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. You, you don't have to have the. They. You know, the that story said, is all self-contained. That being said, if you see Saints Row for cheap, two, two is really fun. Yeah. Like even if you never do the main quest, like I just like to go in there and do insurance fraud. Yeah. That's my favorite. <laughs> insurance <laughs> fraud is so fun. What's the like, insurance fraud. Oh insurance god, fraud is basically where 
you and it's really fun if you play co-op with someone mm-hmm. in your game like you two run around together basically you roll and there's like a designated area and it's like rack up seventy thousand dollars worth of bodily injury so then basically you just try and throw yourself in front of like a, a car on a highway but the physics are all fake and so when you get hit you get launched like super high into there and you can also control your like self in the air yeah. so it's like reverse burnout exactly, exactly. you're basically uh. trying to bring yourself back down onto another car to get hit again <laughs> it's just like that stuff is more well developed in Saints Row the third too like it's it's much more robust yeah I, cool. I feel I feel like it's actually easier in Saints Row three the insurance fraud stuff I, I felt like that was one of the harder and ones it was hard too it was hard but like now it's it's oh it's so fun and, uh, <laughs> I think now like when if you do insurance fraud just like everything you do in that game like it contributes to your control of a section of the city exactly huh. and that's <laughs> that's th- crazy here's the other thing that we haven't even touched on there's this layer of complexity to Saints Row three that people are not going to expect and they're gonna be uh, surprised by it hmm. because there's number one this is the first open world game where i feel like they nailed the economy i never feel like i have infinite money i always hmm. feel like i need to either do more jobs to get money and i'm just at the level of like you know like i'm halfway through the game right now i'm 50 percent mm-hmm. and um you know now it's like now i'm dropping like Fifteen thousand dollars on stuff, twenty thousand dollars, you know. Take it easy on those peas, chief. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, you know, whereas like in Grand Theft Auto, you quickly become like your your funds are just like a, well, yeah, a black hole. You there's know? like two things. There's like two modes in Grand Theft Auto. You either have no money at all, or you're fucking rich. You have all like, of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. You have all of it. <laughs> and they and, and they play a really good balance of in the beginning of the game, you quote unquote have everything not i mean kind of not really they don't like metroid you you know you start off the game and the saints the gang themselves they're really well known Mm -hmm. you know but you just build and build and build and it's Mm. fucking rad the other thing that i would like to mention that's sort of under the hood is all the money that you acquire throughout the whole game you can spend it however you want on upgrades in a number of areas so you can not only upgrade yourself, like the amount of damage you can take and dish mm-hmm. out, and like you know the amount of damage you can take from fire. Um, so that that's how they deal with that. But you can also customize like your gang. Like uh, my gangs, they now have more health, or you can give them like submachine guns. Cool. Uh, you can customize your cars permanently. Uh, oh, you're, nice. It's so rad, so deep. Have uh, Michael wants to know if anybody's used the giant purple dildo yet. Uh, yeah, I have it in my inventory. <laughs> I mean, it's got a fucking baseball bat in it. Yeah. It does some damage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, good. I mean, what's... Is there something in that that you've liked that you didn't expect to like? Or are there things in it that you're not as thrilled with? Well, uh, so... Yeah, yeah. So so some of the things where I feel like it does come up short are is like is like two areas. Like, number one, the the sound department. You know, and I feel like you know, in, in a year when Battlefield Three came out, and everybody's like, "Sound off!" You I know, mean, nothing <laughs> sounds like Battlefield. Yeah, nothing is going to sound that good. But this game, like, sometimes I have to wonder if the card um, audio file is even being pulled up. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like it, the sound is really kind of weak. Um, and then, secondly, while while their radio stations are good. Um, you know, Saints 2 had an excellent metal station, and their metal station this time around is excellent, too. Um, I, I feel like there's not enough songs on the Saints radio Road station. Saints Row 2 did not have a Tim and Eric-hosted Adult Swim radio station. 
Tim and Eric host that one? Yeah. I, I know they I know for a fact they play the Tim and Eric song, the sports song. I'm pretty sure I haven't heard them yet. No, that's funny. The DJ stuff on that station. Oh, okay. They play like Death Clock songs and the fucking Venture Brothers theme and shit on that radio station. Wow, that's awesome. You know, that's such a minor tweak, you know, like a minor you know, a thing that I would say that sort of has has been disappointing me. But as far as being surprised, like I said, just the way that I'm I'm constantly chasing either upgrades or buying new property or um you know, getting more gang affiliates so mm-hmm. I can go take over more gang territory. It's just gotcha. it's really cool. I really that sounds like, awesome. I just, the idea that you can do you can do the fuck around stuff if you want to and that actually contributes to your progress is such a big deal like that's one of the things that red faction gorilla did really well yeah mm-hmm. definitely. and they they pull from that because you know it's like Good. just like you're saying arthur any event you do will will get you that little plot of land on the area like you now own that because you did the prostitution game or the you know the pimps and hose <laughs> games or whatever right Oh, Snatch. The Snatch game. That's what it's actually called. Is it really? Yeah, that's what it's called. That, now, that one's been since the first I was referring time. to the absence of a pop shield on no. your mic. Um, that's Jesus the game Christ. where you go and steal hoes from other pimps. <laughs> Pimp. So I, I uh, want to be offended, but it's just so stupid. I know. Yeah. It's, it's not... It's it's Yeah, it's like Tyler said earlier. It's it's it, You can't be offended by it just because it's so bloody absurd. Right. Yeah. Bloody mm-hmm. absurd. The uh, I mean, so I I didn't really see any more Saints Row questions. Did like you? we'll tell you. I mean, yeah. they the last question sort of asked about where it, or the first question asked about where it goes, mm. which is like I'm, I mean I would hope that we don't see another Saints Row game until we get new consoles. Honestly, oh sure. yeah, sure. true. Because yeah. like if you took a Saints Row game and then added in like the Red Faction Guerrilla destruction to it, that would be <laughs> oh I can imagine incredible. That would be. Uh, and they're not using that destruction tech for anything right now. Right. So. They, there's, there's quite. There, there, I mean, there's, there's a little bit of destructibility in the game. You know, like the superficial stuff you would imagine, benches and shit like that. Mm. I know. I'm just like daydreaming. Like, uh, like, what, how do you even do that though? Like, if you destroy an entire building, like, what do you do? Like, do you? Do you have like a moment where like the building's like being rebuilt in the city? Yeah, I was gonna say, what if a mission was, is supposed to say, take exactly. place? That's the thing about open world. You know, missions. oh boy. Yeah. Or you just don't ever have the missions associated with a particular building. Yeah. The guy will always meet you outside or something yeah. like that. But well, I was, well, I, what about making it just like harder to destroy stuff? Like have the destructibility tech there, but make it so. The, I mean, that's sort of how Red Faction handled it because there were certain things in that game that were really hard to destroy. Yeah, yeah like that and like bridge the shit storm the end come. of the game. Mm. Like, oh, yeah, how awesome yeah. would it be if you went up to the side of a building and you hit it with a hammer? It got like a little chip in it or something like that, just to you know show that well, you know that you could affect it but you know later in the game you can i mean or i guess you could drive cars into stuff what we're if not you gonna see <laughs> holes into buildings we're not gonna see that kind of granular destruction until uh, it's the saints row i mean they could just have a thing where where you blow it up and then the city's so used to horrible things happening that they have dudes with rebuilder backpacks that exactly they could they could do it yeah i was gonna yeah, i was gonna true. say it's like yeah it's saints row you know like aliens come down and the the aliens are obsessed with rebuilding stuff or yeah. like, exactly. saints row in the future even or they exactly. meet they meet the real life fraggle rock <laughs> Like There's the, a, the alien, <laughs> and that that's wow. how you take over areas too, because the aliens are so obsessed with building stuff that they want you to destroy things. There you um, go. All right, so we'll, like, we'll, we'll take our check volition. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 
I hope that guy just gave well. you an idea. Yeah, everyone. Sh- I mean, look after the holidays go and stuff. If like, hey, I'm I'm telling you, like, <laughs> you're real honest. No, I mean, <laughs> no. I'm going to tell you what happens is that all of this shit is going to go on sale for Black Friday on Amazon, and you're going to buy a bunch of fucking games that you don't have time to play. I'm just saying. Let's, I'm yeah. just saying. Let's fucking face it. Like, if people are buying Saints Row. It's going to be like because that game is going to have to have legs to be successful. Like down the road, people. Well, well here's seeing like this. three million units this year. Well, let me put two things out there that will tell you, tell you about its legs. Number one, listeners understand you can play the entire game co-op. Koopa. The nice. entire game, That's all awesome. story missions, everything. That's badass. That is. Would, badass. You, would you would you do that? Uh, uh, that was the only way I ever played. It's so fun one. playing co-op. When I reviewed it on uh, for One Up, mm-hmm. um, uh, Mike, uh, I can't think of his Nelson. Name. Nelson, yeah, Mike Nelson. And I played through a lot of the missions. Formerly of One Up, now an so editor at GameSpy. Um, and secondly, if if you want an open world game, but like Skyrim isn't your thing, Assassin's Creed isn't your thing. Hey, you know, Batman's not your thing. <laughs> Batman's not. Yeah, yeah. GTA coming out for a while. Yeah. I there's rumors that GTA is going to be in June. Oh, um, that's still a while. I think they should do it earlier than so that. So the uh they need room for Max Payne mm-hmm. and BioShock. So this isn't related to and the games we're fun. talking about, but I wanted to read one more letter before we go to break. Okay. Uh and this one is from Gmail apparently. Gmail itself is writing us letters now. Dang. It says uh over Hello, the course Google. of the past 2 weeks discussion of sci-fi series never being as large as Star Trek or Star Wars. I noticed that Doctor Who wasn't mentioned. We talked about Doctor Who. We did for a little bit, but he said, I just think it's worth a call out again because he says, with close to 800 episodes since it started nearly 50 years ago, its influence in future sci fi works is on a level equaled only by Star Trek and Star Wars. Disagree. Yeah. Like I, I disagree as well. Yeah. I think, Doctor, I think Doctor Who is influential to a subset of the sci fi passionate populace. It's but happen to be into it right now. It's become much more yeah. relevant. Over the last few years, it, but even then, where world programming can be accessed by Americans and stuff like that, but it's still a British aspect. But, but, but see, the the crazy thing about Doctor Who is that it comes and goes in popularity and waves. Like it's been in, in existence for so long that, like, there are times where it becomes sort of an obsessive subculture outside of the UK, Sorry. and then people forget about it, and then it comes back, and then people forget about it, and like now it's kind of come back in a pretty big way. Let's just put it this way. like None of us had Doctor Who lunch pails when we were growing up. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, some people did. No, I'm saying none of us right here. He-Man man yeah. and Transformers. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's, 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 it doesn't have Ninja the same like, Again, yeah. like, you go to fucking someplace in like Africa... Mm. I bet you you could say Star Wars at some point, and they might have an idea what you're talking about. Doctor <laughs> Who, probably not. <laughs> right. That's so. what their response would be, Doctor Who? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Sorry, that was really, really, really lame. We're going to take a break, <laughs> and people are going to pee, and then we'll come back and talk about Scrim, Scrim, and whatever else we have time for. Scrim. Game bonus. Another funny story I heard from Skyrim was uh, another one of my coworkers said he saw this giant out walking his cow, his pet cow. Was it a cow or a mammoth? It was a cow, he said, and it was painted. 
like a painted cow. Yeah, I've seen cool. the painted cows. Um, so it's a painted cow. And so he was like, I wonder what would happen if I hit this thing. So he saved it, and then you hit the cow, and the giant just turned and was like, Whoa! Killed him in one shot. Yep. Awesome. Uh, the only time I've been killed by a giant, it hit me with a club just straight down and sent me about 400 feet in the air. <laughs> That's so true. I was, uh, I, I, when I was at the preview event, I ran into a camp of giants after crossing over this path to the uh-huh. mountains, and I thought that the giants were supposed to be like non-hostile, but like... They won't attack, they won't go out of their way to attack you unless you come too close. Ah, uh, okay, so I came too close. That was my Yes, problem. you got too close, and they let you know by killing you. <laughs> Thanks for the warning, um, fellas. Other strange things Never that trust in Skyrim. Giant. I saw a man being chased by a goat <laughs> <laughs> down a path. That's I just brilliant. like no explanation <laughs> at all. Just this guy, like I see this guy running as fast as he can. I'm like, what is going on? And then I see a goat run after him. <laughs> Have you ever seen a goat standing atop a cow? In Skyrim? No. Yeah. Okay. Just wondering. That's not to say it can't happen. I've heard stories about cows riding cows. In Skyrim. Yes, in Skyrim. <laughs> I would love to see a goat um, standing upon a cow. There's Skyrim. another time goat, where right. it was this specific mission where I had to be wearing this special outfit and no weapons to get into this quest area. Sexy. And I go to this girl to give her my shit because mm-hmm. I gave this guy like the stuff he's going to smuggle in for me and I give her all my stuff or I'm mm-hmm. about to. And as I talk to her and I'm about to get rid of all my stuff, a fucking dragon lands in the town. <laughs> oh my god. And starts attacking. <laughs> like I was in, I was moments away from giving her all my gear <laughs> and a dragon attacks. Um That is crazy. That, so, I love this. See, that's the kind of shit that ha- that like Bethesda games just have where they have systems interacting with systems and it's going to be unpredictable to everybody including the developer. Yeah. Can I ask a question as sure. a guy who hasn't played it? Fire away. Okay, so the thing that I don't like about Bethesda games um, is that they feel they're like the loneliest games ever where you're like just one one person and it never feels like you make any friends or I mean I guess there's the companions in New Vegas but that's not a Bethesda game so um there are companions in Fallout 3. Yeah, it just Fox never feels is like the best friend I ever I, had. Eh, I guess no. I'm just saying, you know, compared no to interaction with them and compared to uh, you know, Co- Mass Effect Mass Effect where yeah. that is the game. Um, it's just it's different. So anyway, well, Ryan's in Skyrim is are there yeah, is there it's still I mean, uh, like that's Do you sort make of an the, impact on the world? Like does the world do you exist other than to do quests or are you the hero Kvatch? I don't know if you can have a dog. The only dog I've really interacted with talked. Mm. Talking dog. Yeah, that's um, that's the big problem. Like you know, like Ryan brought up. Uh, we've talked about this in the past. Is like at, in Oblivion, you are forever the hero of Kavach, and you are never like, anything else. Not dog. I'm the fucking archmage and the leader of the thieves guild and, and the assassins. I mean, I'm, not, and I'm the, the hero, hero of the. Kvatch. I'm not at a Kvatch. point where they really know where I've done like the epic. Well, that's not true because I've fucking murdered like 14 dragons so. <laughs> like i've done some epic shit right like and they know that i'm like people recognize me as dragonborn sometimes mm-hmm. um but i'm not at a point where i would know like there, there's no, there hasn't been a hero of kvach moment gotcha like some people think that the dragons are there and some people still just don't believe that the dragons are there even when you shout at them um even when i'm yelling at dragons <laughs> um which i've done Wah deep. Wah deep. I, I think it's the reason why, 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 
Oblivion didn't bother me as a solo sort of quest. It's because I don't know. I I, I get that feeling of like. I'm Aragorn in training or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, this is the shit he did that made him a badass scout. Or, you know, and then he's going to go with his band of whatever. Gotcha. I mean, you're doing so much stuff Very for man. so many people that it's I don't ever feel like I don't have an impact on the world. Like, there's a lot more granularity with the way that you deal with people, it seems mm-hmm. like. Although I'm a little bummed that the conversation game is is gone. I sort of like that in Oblivion, but I'm probably the only person that liked that in Oblivion. No, are we saying are we saying where we'd kind of press people and stuff like that? Or or there was like the wheel yeah. with like the oh yeah yeah, yeah. I actually I like I really liked that I did too. You had but to it, sit there it, and think like I need to do this then this but then it, this to get that's the best totally result. gone. Um, yeah, I actually stats, like that too. Like not st- or ability scores totally Those gone. Those are totally gone. Yeah, um, I'm okay with that. Actually. Which I yeah I'm actually fine with that. Yeah. If they remove that from Fallout, I think it would have a much more detrimental effect. Yeah, because that's such a part of Fallout. Yeah, well, um, Fallout was designed with that in mind. So, whereas this, I I mean, it's just one of the things I've heard that sounds really good to your point Go about ahead. that is that uh is that like Diablo or other things, they don't make you make all your decisions up front about what you're going to be and everything. No, like it's not like the first you just do it exactly. Like if you want to do something, if you want to be good at something, you just start doing it. But I'm, it's not like the in Oblivion where the king comes up and he's like, "Oh, you look like you might be," and then it's like, "Pick your sign." Oh, right? You look like- no, like the only thing you do is you pick your race. Obviously, and every race has different bonuses. Um, I'm a little bummed that the the dark elves can't turn invisible once a day anymore. But, but but it's like you pick your dark elf and you don't start off with like now distribute twenty points to no, characteristics that you like before no. you really know how valuable those. The are only be. things that you you get one perk a level, and you get to add 10 points to health, stamina, or magicka mm-hmm. every level. Um, stamina affects how often you can do shit. It also affects your carrying capacity. Mm-hmm. Health is self-explanatory, and so is magicka. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's just... But there's no, like, decks. No. And- no. Um, but if you want to be good at stuff, you just do it. Like, if you want to be good at sneaking, then you, instead of, like running around the forest like you sneak around and if you go by anything that didn't see you or you're within a certain radius like it improves your sneak skill mm. um if you shoot things with your bow your archery gets better mm-hmm. um the the thing that kind of bums me out a little bit is that it means that progression on some skills is way slower than others like i my lock pick i pick as many locks as i can but my mm-hmm. lock pick skill is only like a 39 or a 40 and I'm a level 24 character. There just aren't enough because, locks to pick. Yeah, there's not, a, there's not a lot of locks to pick unless I go into town at night and break into everybody's house. Well, <laughs> if you want to be a thief, that's how you got to go. I guess. <laughs> I don't want to get busted. So, Well, just put pots on people's heads. You'll be good to go. I'm, right. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious. What do you guys think would be some of the more interesting races to play in terms of... Uh, unique encounters that you may have because of the race you chose. Well, like, that, sort of, that sort of relates. I just wanted because oh, there's sure. a question here from Rajan. He it sort of relates to it. He says, "Hey guys, with the Skyrim upon us, I was wondering what race and type of character will each of you play." And then he says, "Also, Khajiit facts. <laughs> Khajiit facts. White man. <laughs> white yeah, man. Yeah. Well, there's more than one white dude. Red card, right? And then you can adjust them to be not white. Aww. Yeah, I have a pretty pale dark elf." Um, Resale Dark Elf, yeah. Uh, yeah I, I mean, it just depends on... Like, it seems like Dark Elves and Nords might have somewhat of an unfair advantage against dragons. Mm. Because Dark Elves have a 50% additional immu- uh, resistance to fire, and Nords have a 50% resistance to cold. 
Mm-hmm. And so far, most of the dragons I've fought, with the exception of or a lightning dragon or two, are like below fire and ice. Mm-hmm. And that so, being said, if you it comes down to if you want to role play, right? You want to be an orc that has disadvantages, but he still loves to fight dragons. Yeah. <laughs> well, sure. you know, I I asked because the I played Oblivion first time through as a Khajiit, and there there I remember specifically there was a town I went to, and everyone in that town they were like racist against Khajiits. Did you ever find the Khajiit town? Ah, uh, maybe. It's been so long. Did you it's make been... it rain flaming dogs? I, I doubt <laughs> it. I did but, that. that was awesome. But you know, like that that kind of situation where you you know, like maybe you run into a, a town that hates you know the elves for whatever reason, and you know, creates a unique little situation. Um, I mean, the people recognize that I'm an elf, uh, and Nords don't like elves. Like, there's they tell stories about Talos who slew all the elves except for a couple. Because they're still there, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things I like about Skyrim that one of my favorite things about Oblivion that not a lot of people saw were the Daedric quests. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, I heard the Daedric quests in this game are particularly yeah. good, like, but they're also those. like right out in front of you. Like you'll stumble on Daedric quests way more frequently. Yeah. Um, uh, somebody told I don't know if you experienced it too, but someone at work told me that they did a Daedric quest not realizing that they were working for a demon until like at the very end he was like ha. You just did demon work. I'm out. Yeah, no, I haven't done that one yet. Now I'm that's I'm awesome. Look out! I there was one where like I went to go get this thing and grabbed a like a weird stone off a pedestal, and all of a sudden it's like you will be my messenger. I'm like whoa. <laughs> uh, and then and then I I figure okay, well that just means she wants me to drop her off, and then I go and drop her off, and all of a sudden like there's this bright light, and I. Like the screen comes to, and did you play uh, Shivering Isles? Yeah. So I think that, like, if you ever tried to attack Clavicus Vile at mm-hmm. certain parts, like, he would just teleport you, like, a thousand feet in the air and let oh, you fall. Oh, really? That's funny. I didn't have that. Or, didn't it, like, there was somebody that you would fight that would do that to you. Wow, cool. Um, and you, like, come to, and you are, like, thousands of feet in the air above <laughs> Skyrim. And it's like, oh. I guess I'm going to listen to whatever this thing has to say. <laughs> um, you know, this this guy Daniel basically asks, is, is how is the combat, like the melee combat? And the reason, that intrigues me too, because actually I have not seen one person out of the many people playing at work that is using melee combat. Everybody is either using magic or arrows. Like, that's it. I mean, I, like, I did some melee combat at the beginning because I didn't have, like, as many, uh, as good a bow as I wanted. It It works fine. Like, I think that there was more to the melee combat in Oblivion than a lot of people gave it credit for, because, like, if you'd hold the trigger and hold down a certain direction on the analog like stick, it'd do a specific kind of attack. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you leveled up, you're one-handed or you're two-handed, like, you would have different kinds of attacks. And that's all in there. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's cleaner than it was in Oblivion, but it's still... I mean, I guess there's not much of a tactile response when you hit things. It just like it hits them and it does points of damage. Yeah. Whereas with an, when they get hit by an arrow, there's like a fucking arrow sticking out of them. But it also still does the uh, whole Oblivion style like physics totally change as soon as they're technically dead, right? Where it's yes. like he has weight, he has weight, he is dead, he flies. Yeah. Like, <laughs> when I like I have I, my arrow skill and my sneak skill are really high, so I. No one ever hears me or sees me coming. Right. You hit um, them with an arrow and their body tumbles head over yeah, heels over head over heels. No, it just flies like 15 feet. <laughs> like I, I draw real hard on that bow. Like they got shot with a 50 caliber. Um, and there's a perk that you can take that's midway up the archery tree that slows down time when you 
when you aim down your bow. Mm. Um, so not only can you zoom, you can aim down the sights with your bow with a certain perk. You right. take another perk that makes time slow down when you do it. And right now, time slows down 50% when I do that. So basically, you kill one guy, and the rest of them are running at you, and you're basically, at that point, you're just Legolas. Like, no, no. so I kill one guy, and then someone runs over to find out what happened, and then like time, I slow down time again and kill him. Right. And then kill the other guy that comes over, and then the other guy that comes over, and then the other guy that comes over. <laughs> Until like, they're all dead. They're And at no, point, at no point does somebody realize, hey, maybe I shouldn't go look at these corpses, because it's obviously a trap. Uh, I mean, sometimes they do. Like, sometimes they'll come toward you. It just depends. Mm. Um, there's lots of undead in mm-hmm. in Skyrim. They're, I guess the way they explain it is they're Draugr, I think is what they're called. Mm-hmm. Are they like ghouls? They're, they're like, zo- like skeleton warriors, except they're zombies. It's um, funny. Didn't they refer to the, dra- the, the Draugr, however you say it, as uh, the, that was like the dwarves in Morrowind? They called them dwarves. Um, I mean, maybe that's not the right name. Maybe I'm fucking. I don't it know. It could be. No, 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 no. I know, I know I mean, in like, the I know in the the Morrowind universe, dwarfs are all dead. Yeah, gone. exactly. And I think the way that I think the, dwarfs were supposed to be like dwar dwargar dwar whatever they call it, is another. The dwargar are like a D and D kind of dwarf. Yeah. Um, but these are like first of all, you'll go into crypts and you'll just see them everywhere. Like some of uh-huh. them are dead, but others like they'll be laying in a cairn or in a nook in the wall, and they'll come out. If you go by, but that also means that since I have an arrow, I'll just, if I see one that looks particularly lively, (laughs) I'll just shoot it and sneak attack it and kill it. Mm -hmm. But there are other rooms where you'll, there'll be a dragon word on a giant wall in the back and you'll go over there and read it. And inevitably, like all of a sudden, like all of these crypts will just spring open Mm -hmm. and these things will be coming out. But because I'm so fast with my, with my bow, like I just am just annihilating these dudes as they're coming out of their crypts. Do you have to actually move your thing to target them? There's no, like, any sort of vat switching. No, there's no, like, there's none of that. So in that regard, it's not that, it's not vats. Like, it requires more precision. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I almost kind of wish that vats was there. Like, <laughs> I wish that there was a way that they could have figured that out. Because mm-hmm. I, I think vats is a great way for them to circumvent the mechanical shortcomings of their engine. Mm-hmm. And it makes it, I mean, it makes it an RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not having problems with a bow, but that's how I played Oblivion and I didn't really have problems with the bow. Yeah. When I, I did all sneak and bow when I played Oblivion and, and you are just a, a silent killer from afar. Um, crafting I think works better now, but you have to be better at it to make cooler shit. Mm. Um, but if you get a magic item, basically you take it to these workstations and you, if you sacrifice the item, you learn that enchantment. Nice. Like so, if it's like a sword of lightning, then you break down that item and you can enchant other other weapons with lightning. So unless you want to sell it, there's pretty much no reason not to break down a lower level item yep. that has an enchantment on it. And that also gives you an excuse to keep things like really valuable rings or circlets that you find, uh, because nice. the more valuable the item you find, the better enchantment it'll take. Cool. Um. Um. So this one from David, he was saying, uh. It's easily his most anticipated game since Mass Effect 2, but I wanted to ask about your collective Elder Scrolls knowledge and love. Did any of you invest a significant time amount in Morrowind or Oblivion? And like we've been talking about Oblivion, we had, but I did play like a crazy fucking amount I of like Morrowind, fifteen or twenty hours of Morrowind. Yeah, I didn't own an Xbox or a good PC at that time. I, I, I had, I had a good, crap. I had a good PC, and I beat the shit out of that game. I think Morrowind like was. Oblivion was the moment where tech caught up to what Bethesda was trying to do. Yeah, I think so too. But for me, Morrowind had like just kind of this crazy weird charm to it. 
Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of it had to do with uh, its art style and the fact that I could just uh, craft a million potions of flying and then fly over the whole world. <laughs> that said, I had a buddy who... I was working at EB at the time, back when there was electronics boutique shops. <laughs> and one of my buddies created an alternate save file. He just like went through every town and killed every everyone. He was the only person left in the world. And I thought that it was fascinating that that game allowed him to do it. And mm-hmm. hearing that story made me think, huh, that game's way cooler than I ever gave it credit for. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, never would have done that myself. like those games because they can be modded. Like, I'm not interested in that, no, honestly. Yeah. You... Like, always modded the uh, like you modded the shit out of oblivion just like in fun ways like putting new skies on and you know like this book that gave the the covers of the or or this patch that made the book covers all like high res and beautiful you did all sorts of funky ones yeah it, it would like make it so that like if the a book was a specific kind of book. It actually had a cover with a title on the cover so that you could see the book at, like that you were looking mm-hmm. at before you opened it. And Yeah, I, w- I would always do that kind of stuff because I always feel that like there's certain things that uh, a world like this, you know, Bethesda's just not going to invest the time in making book covers, you know, when, at least in that example, uh, because they have better things, frankly, to spend their time on, and I fully get that. But... You know, some user eventually is going to do that, and it makes the game better. So why not? Um, but this is Skyrim is an experiment for Bethesda in a lot of ways. Technically, mm. um, we I I don't know if we mentioned it already in the show, but it's really small from a data perspective. Yeah, even when you download the PC one, the, the PC, PC version is like less four point two gigs. gigs. That is crazy. The three hundred and sixty version is three and a to half. Put it in Are perspective. They t- you look at the way Skyrim looks on PC. It's and, and with all that voice dialogue, all that gigantic world, four point two gigs. Modern Warfare is fifteen gigs. Wow. Yep. Are are the textures really small? Or the anything? texture, like the textures, are not super detailed. Right. It leads. It's Skyrim is the most visually distinctive game. I think that Bethesda. It has doesn't worked look on. that much. It's not like a huge visual leap over. I like I think it's much stuff, more though. stylistically accomplished than Oblivion was. It's yeah, it's a much yeah, more definitely. distinctive world. Yeah. Um, it's a much darker game visually and tonally. Hmm. Um, I wish it looked like uh, uh, Witcher. Oblivion shipped as a T, a T-rated game, mm-hmm. and then it got bumped up later because someone patched in like Boobs. nipples. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> But this shipped as a T, and it it seems like it because you'll come across like scenes of like just gore and things you, ripped apart. You mean that, this one shipped as an M? Yeah, yeah, it shipped as a as an M. I'm sorry. Yeah, and like like in Fallout, you would come across like body parts, body parts, and yeah. like just gore all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, when you get in a fight with a dragon, like when I get in a fight with a dragon and I nail that thing in the face with arrows over and over again, it's just covered in blood. Yeah, can you do, like can Dragon you, Age Two blood? Can you do like Fallout style, like you know, like? Obviously, if you had bloody mess perk, it would make people explode. I don't expect that, but I'm saying, can a really hard thing knock off a limb or anything I like think that? I think someone on Twitter said that there's a decapitation perk for one-handed or two-handed. So, I think I've heard that too, actually. Um, and then when you get a critical strike and a kill with with melee weapons, it goes into a slow motion like execution thing, like it would in Fallout. Um, which the sound effect get all like slow down. It does. Like, it, does. <laughs> it does actually. So when mm. Bethesda says this is new tech, that's totally bullshit. Like this is definitely <laughs> the same root technology that's powering Fallout and Oblivion, mm. but it's been 
it's it seems like an example of something where they took it apart and put it back together and cleaned a bunch of stuff up like the animation is way better mm-hmm. than it's ever been in one of their games um their sense of scale is better than it's been dragons look big yeah. dragons are intimidating mm, giants sweet. look are, big. are dragons intimidating eventually though or do you feel like eventually every dragon I can kill these but i can i know but but they may look intimidating, but I'm saying, like, eventually do they become less intimidating because you're like, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to murder this if thing. If you are not properly equipped, a dragon will kill you. Okay. Um, I have not fought a dragon where I did not have to drink a bunch of Because eventually, you know, in Oblivion, my character definitely got to the point where I was like, I'd run an area and I'd be like, I'm I mean, I'm level 24. I'm everything in this room. Yeah. <laughs> I'm level 24 and I still have to be careful about how I take on dragons. And I've killed a lot of dragons. Yeah, um, I'm just curious if it ends up being that way for melee focused characters. And also, like, there are other monsters that just will kick the shit out of you. And animals, like, again, mm. Oblivion. In Oblivion, there were animals that you just avoided, like, like bears. bears. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, animal to avoid for your first 15 levels in Skyrim: saber tooth cats. Well, I've heard, I've heard <laughs> the one to avoid are like spriggans. Uh, like, spriggans will fuck oh, your yeah. shit up. Yeah, they're like tree people, basically. Yeah, they do casting and they'll kill you. Um. Like if you're not a heavy magic user, magic can take you out quick. If it's a powerful magic user, have you done any of the infinite quests? Because we got more than one email about infinite quests. Yeah. About infinite quests or the procedurally generated quests. That's what they mean. By, I mean, like, I haven't seen generated. any of those. I wonder if they just start showing up once you've exhausted the quests that they purposefully designed. Yeah, because mm. people are just wondering what are they? Are they like go here and take like, X? I have. 15 active quest lines right now wow. and one of those is miscellaneous with about 30 different random objectives to do jesus so <laughs> and they're just giant sections of the map that i haven't been to right um, Man, so are it, dragons infinite too because somebody asked about dra- that. I, there are random dragons right but um, i mean like does random mean infinite dragons? i, I don't know um mm-hmm. but i think that just like any animal in that game dragons can randomly appear in certain areas right Apparently in the middle of town too. I've there have been times where I fast traveled somewhere and like thirty seconds later a dragon came over the horizon, um, and it happened like I lo- reloaded to see if it would happen and it did. Oh so, wow! So yeah. you will you can get randomly jumped by dragons and mm-hmm. it is a terrifying thing, especially when you're not <laughs> ready for it. Wow, I'm sure. Um, there's been a time where I fought a dragon and all of a sudden I saw a dragon circling around a peak in the background oh, and all Jesus. I could think of was. I really need to move this fight away from there so that dragon doesn't come over here. Um, Be cool I, if they fought each other. Like, eventually, or at times I've had to, to try to be excessively clever with dragons and try to sort of lure them towards a town. Mm. Yeah, as or, I was going to say, I, I kind of, uh, this part of me kind of wishes that, I don't know, you know, I guess there, there's a, there's some sort of lore explanation as to why you can fight dragons particularly well, I yes. assume. Okay, I was going to say. Because you have, like, your soul is that of a dragon. Okay, I was going to say, otherwise, I was like, it would be cool if dragons always had to be like a, like a, you know, we're going to head out as a fucking posse. Right. So your soul is a di- uh, dragon. Does that mean, like Grant here suggests, he writes, uh, does Bethesda portray dragon lovemaking the way J.R.R. Tolkien intended, like eagles skydiving toward the earth? This seems I haven't to me seen to be any dragon only, fucking. He says this seems to be, this seems to me to be the only reasonably epic way of going about a dragonborn hero conception. I don't think it works that way because actually oh. all the dragons were dead. Like now there has been alive. a dragon Somebody's born in hundreds of years, love. right? No, because the dragons that are there are being raised from the dead. All right, uh, no more uh, spoilers. It was Khaleesi. I can cut that out. Should I cut that out? Eh. Sergio um, wants to know what type of dragons there are. 
I mean, you, we talked you already about talked about, about hot ice and fire. I mean, there's yeah. frost dragons. There's, I guess, there. There's not really. I don't think they're called fire dragons. The only dragons I fought that that spat fire were named. Are there? Are there um, like they forest write, dragons? They spit hot fire. Because <laughs> forest dragons in like Dylon, Dylon, Dylon. <laughs> forest dragons in in Warhammer like would shoot like poison gas or something. Yeah, exactly. That's like a green dragon in D anD. d that's what I'm. That's what it is. There are dragons mean. that have shot that have spouted lightning. Dragons that have spouted ice. Lightning. Uh, Jesus. Blood dragons. They shoot ice. I think some of the dragons are more inclined to use shouts, but they all shout. Mm. Did um, they say words? Yes. The dragons oh. speak. Oh. So they're like dragon heart dragons. They're they're speaking in the dragon like the dragon shouts that you get are in the dragon tongue. And oh. they actually mock you at one point because you don't speak dragon. <laughs> and they speak in English just long enough to tell you that you suck because you don't speak dragon. <laughs> um there, there are a fair amount of dragons, and every dragon fight feels a little. Well, different. now that they're smart, I feel bad about killing them. No, uh, they're evil. Okay, I was all dragons say, must die. They're smart. Okay, I was going to say because I, I like the idea of them just being, you know, scary monsters that need to be put down. I mean, I don't know if every dragon in the history of the of Tamriel or whatever has been mm-hmm. evil, but every dragon in Skyrim is evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jesse wants to know if you have any regrets creating your character in Sky- in Skyrim. Would you do anything differently now? No, because like the stuff that I get good at is stuff that I'm doing. Right. Like I'm going out of my way to do those things. And if you wanted to change up what you were able to do, just start doing different shit. Right. I. I mean, like there. It, in in that way, it is exactly the game you make it because your character will get better at the things that you do. Like you're not going to say, "Oh fuck, I've I fucking I took all these points and." two-handed and i'm never finding any good two-handed swords like if you don't find a good two-handed sword you're not going to use it and you're not going to get better at it right um like if i heal a lot with a spell then my restoration magic gets more powerful so it's very it's very accommodating that way it's the most accommodating game bethesda has made in my opinion how many uh game ending bugs have you encountered i've had it hard lock my 360 three times um, hardlock it in a way that only Bethesda games have ever hardlocked. <laughs> yeah. Was it like Oblivion though, where you could be like, "It's about to happen, save." There's been one moment where there were weird hitches. Yeah, that's how um, I always knew in Oblivion. I was always like, "Oh, time to save." It's about yeah. to hardlock. Um, huh. I've gotten stuck on geometry once. Ironically enough, after I had played for about ten hours, like, man, I can't, I'm really surprised I haven't gotten stuck on geometry once. I'm really <laughs> and then surprised I got that, stuck on geometry. I'm really su- <laughs> surprised that, like, in that the, for this game, they didn't just employ like a uh, like a, a a World of Warcraft style teleport stone, where if you ever actually get stuck, you're like, oh, I'm just gonna use. I mean, stone. if you were out in the world, you probably could, but in a dungeon, you can't fast can't. travel. Yeah. That's what I mean. Dungeon and World of Warcraft, um, you can still do it just in case. Yeah. <laughs> there is a triple staggered autosave in this game. <laughs> There's <laughs> running three autosaves. <laughs> that's, that's, the way, that's what they should. That's um, really yeah. good. Yeah, that's I mean, good. it's like, in a way, it's like, are you fucking serious? You need three autosaves? Have played our games before? The chances of me really getting fucked are that much lower because there are three of them. So, like, it autosaves saves that one. And, like, you have three stages it of autosaves? It staggers its autosaves, yeah. yeah. Um, and it auto saves fairly regularly. Like if you go into a new area, if you, it every time you go through, if a door. you haven't saved in ten minutes and you pause it, it'll auto save. 
um, which is actually kind of annoying because it just locks the whole system up while it's doing. That's it. actually mm-hmm. one of the things that now you you remind me. I like that about Uncharted as well. That it was like that's so funny that literally that's the, what I thought of is oh they're talking about auto saving three times in Skyrim, but my brain went to Uncharted three has the best checkpoints of any game maybe ever. Deus Ex is the only game I've ever seen that I can think of that had staggered auto saves before this because it had a pair, and I was like, yeah. that's really fucking weird that there's two auto save slots in this. Well, Oh. And then I played it, I'm like, oh, they they definitely need two, two auto slots. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't talking about just the checkpoints. I was just talking about the fact that every time you push pause on and like go to like you go into the start menu in Uncharted Three, it auto saves. Like it tells you, like, oh, hey, we're saving. Yeah, every time. Oh, I didn't even notice. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. good. But if it also, does that, does it mean that like if you turn it off, it resumes from where it was when you paused it, or does it go to the last checkpoint? It goes to the last checkpoint. It goes to the last checkpoint. And it checkpoints. Everywhere, all yeah, the time, all the time. You always get a good checkpoint. Uh, there's never been a point where I've died in Skyrim, and I haven't actually died that much. But there's never been a point where I died and felt like I lost a bunch of time. And that's definitely something that that Bethesda has gotten better at because that definitely happened in Oblivion, like where you wouldn't save for a while and you wouldn't go into a door or something, so it would never auto save and you just lose a bunch of shit. Mm. Um, that definitely happened in Morrowind. Morrowind was oh, awful yeah. with that shit. Well, Morrowind was a PC game. You didn't even want to play that on the Xbox because you would need to quick save like um, crazy. Um, Robert wants to know if you have any newbie tips. It sounds like he's a little intimidated by these open world Bethesda games because he's never played one before. But it seems like this one's probably the most newbie friendly. Search nooks and crannies. like Even at the very beginning of the game. And I'm going to be honest, the first 20 minutes of that game aren't very fun. No. You know, it's funny because everyone that's told me that's played that game has been like, they like they go home with it for the first night, and they're like, eh, I don't know. And then they like they come back the next day, and they're like, okay. <laughs> like, it, it really <laughs> only takes thirty minutes because like after that first twenty minutes of like being forced to watch their not very good scripted story presentation, like you're going through tunnels, like then you come out of the tunnel and there's the world. And you can start doing what you want to. And, like, I mean, it's, it's basically like, like the beginning prison thing, right? Where there's like a tunnel part, and it's like learn yeah. to fight. And yeah, yeah. The yeah. I mean, that although one, you that never have to pick either. those perks, it's just like, well, here's some shit if you want to use it. Yeah, uh, and it's like, that, well, here's some optional objectives. We're not going to make the game not work. Does if you don't this, do this game thing. have John Luke Picard speaking to me at any point in time? No, but it has but one better. Adam Baldwin oh, yeah. is in it like crazy. Well, I like Adam Baldwin. Nice. Who's better? Well, than that him? old guy, the really old dude, who was in their <laughs> voice actor video recently. Oh yeah, because he's how old do you think fucking John Luke Picard he's is? He's like sixty. <laughs> um, that dude's been old my whole life. <laughs> so this, uh, this game should have had Chatner then, obviously. Obviously. Uh, um, who is that old guy? Who's Oh man, British dude. He, 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 I know exactly who you're talking about. But that's the just did their thing on audio. And yeah, I, I went it's his on first John video. Her. It's his first time to do a video game voice. I actor. went on Media Blackout for this game. I went. I've been on Media yeah, Blackout me for a lot of games this fall. Yeah, me too. Um, he's he's a famous actor. He's a very famous actor. But there's but there's a. I mean that was the thing with Chris the Kirby. that was the thing with Patrick Stewart and Oblivion though he was like there for a few lines in the beginning and there yeah, for a few lines gone. at the end and that was about it and then Sean Beam was in it too yeah um, but not for that much right um, but well, just that- like there's just so many emergent moments in that game like kiting a dragon over a hill because I couldn't I kept dying in in his area mm. so I snuck attack him from behind got him to fly away 
And then as he was flying off in the distance to make another run at me with his ice breath, he stops and lands and starts attacking a pair of trolls who proceed to punch the fuck out of that, out of that thing. <laughs> like, trolls are another thing that you probably don't want to go near. Mm. Um, and I honestly think that those trolls did more damage to him than I did. Mm-hmm. So, but I still got the dragon soul for it. Nice. Um, like, the biggest problem for me with dragons is that you get weight so weighted down by all the shit you pull off them when you kill them. <laughs> it's like you get some dragon bones and some dragon scales and some mm-hmm. gold and maybe like a decent weapon or something. And it's mm-hmm. like, that's like an 80 or 90 pounds of shit. Can't you just <laughs> find some cabinet somewhere to go put all your stuff? Well, you'd probably just want to sell it. So two uh, famous old dudes that did voices in this game. Ah, one is Christopher Plummer, who you've seen uh, in a million. Yeah, times. I know the name. But the other one that he's thinking of and that I was thinking of that we couldn't think of was Max von Sydow. Oh, oh, yeah, I've definitely heard of from his voice. The Exorcist. Yeah, yes, that guy. Man, that's going to be sad if this is his last role. So his uh, it's no, not like Raul not, Julia. I was going to say it ain't no Street Fighter. Yeah. <laughs> he looks really true. healthy in the videos. He looks uh, Max von Sydow. Max von Sydow is almost eighty-three. Yeah, he's old. Hey. Uh, he was good, man. He's when, looked the same for thirty years. Yes, I, well, he's like he's like he's yeah. like a. I think he's a vampire. He's like Patrick Stewart. Patrick Stewart, if go go and watch, fucking Dune. And Patrick Stewart's in that, and he's like he's been old forever. Max von Sido is a lich. He's a lich. Be silent. His soul is in a phylactery somewhere. Um, but yeah, the Daedra quests are so much easier to find. It's everywhere you go. It's it's almost <laughs> it's almost too good. <laughs> nice. It Your is sucks cocks in hell, Caddis. <laughs> the pro- I mean, the problem oh, with Skyrim is that just like everywhere you go, like to do stuff, there's it's really good or bad depending on how you look at it. Telling mm. you, oh well, you know, there's some other stuff over here. Mm-hmm. If you wanted to go check that out, just saying, right. there's ruins there and a burrow there. In a town there, in next a town, to the ruins, and, and who the fuck knows what's over there? Right. And, but at least when you clear stuff in this one, it usually says "cleared" on the icon on the yeah, map. Yeah, that's now. nice. Is the world actually... you defeated? It should say that instead. It's not Dark Souls. Oh, so it's like made the... by people who speak English. I gotcha. <laughs> so the world is clearly more dense uh, than like Oblivion, because Oblivion, you, sometimes you had to walk a really long way to find stuff. Unless you like, unless you were looking for grass, yeah. Well, the grass could be really pretty, especially if you got the PC mod that had more grass <laughs> in. <laughs> but the uh, is is the world? Does it feel like very very large as well as very dense? I I would say so. Yeah. Um, the map is better, which is good because there are definitely points where you need to look for the path mm. to try to get somewhere. Although. The stuff that, like, from Oblivion to Fallout, they really curbed how vertical you could go. Yeah. Like, there's no more sort of side-jumping up mountains the way that <laughs> right. I did in Oblivion. Right, that, yeah. A lot of that's back. Like, cool. you, can, you can make your way up totally improbable surfaces in Skyrim. <laughs> nice. To a degree. But eventually, you're going to see stuff that you can't get up. So, mm. you need to find a way it there. should make you put snowshoes on or something. Um, <laughs> Patrick Stewart's 71. So, he's, he's, he's also he's a baby. been all whole life. How old Shatner while you're at it? I guess probably got like a 28 year old girlfriend. I don't know. I just, I also just love when I see like the things you that you didn't know they did voices in. Like Patrick Stewart did a voice in SpongeBob SquarePants. Nice. So, that's like for awesome. one episode or recording? One episode. One episode. Okay. Yeah. But I just think that that's funny. Um, Are there any other Skyrim questions? 
That was actually pretty much. That's pretty it. much. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, I feel like we I, could wrap up about now. I uh, so I could go get some Skyrim. Uh, <laughs> the interface. The interface is surprisingly elegant. Like just the way that you deal with the game. Like you hit the B button to bring up the menu, and from there, it's you can navigate everything just with the stick. You don't have to use other buttons. Nice. I've heard like, that the PC interface for the first time is actually optimized for a PC for a Bethesda game. Is, is that it? true? I don't know. I haven't. I haven't played the PC version. Like they didn't the send out Beth- PC code. It's yeah, Steamworks. Because all the other Bethesda games, it was like the PC version just had the Xbox menus in it. Once Oblivion came out, yeah, probably eighty. Right. Shatner is eighty. Thanks. Wait. Okay. So the ten-year gap between Picard and Shatner. Yep. Yeah. And, I, and he's basically the same age as Von Sydow. Yeah, I think I mean, Picard is aging better than Shatner. Oh, I mean, oh, Picard is the sexiest man in the world, whatever, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's been, he's been fucking the same age ever since. Like, seriously, go and watch Dune <laughs> and go look at a picture of him now. And you're like, what happened? It was like, it was like, it was like when he was like 37, his body was like, you will be 60 for life. Like, <laughs> I know how he feels. Aww. <laughs> um, we're going to put Matt in a wheelchair after this. Yeah, man, Sky. I it's. I think I tweeted earlier that it's sort of the culmination of everything that they've been doing right with Oblivion and then Fallout, like just presentationally and interface wise and just quest wise. It's every game I'm playing right now that even the ones that I'm having a lot of fun with, like there's Skyrim sort of clawing in the back of my head mm-hmm. in the um, way that only Bethesda games do. Yeah. For me. Possible soundtrack of the year. God damn, the soundtrack in my game is fucking fantastic. Skyrim? The, the music yeah. that I've heard oh. from it so far has blown me away. Like, There's a lot of good soundtracks shit. this year. That being said, I still also really like the one in Uncharted, but that's only because I really like that composer. I mm. think he's really talented. There's a, like one or two really amazing songs in Uncharted, and then there's uh, you know there's like the indie soundtrack. Sword and Sorcery soundtrack came out this year. That soundtrack's fucking amazing. Okay, so... We're going to cut the show off right there, but next week we'll be talking about Halo. We'll be talking about Assassin's Creed. We'll more than likely be talking about Rayman, some Mario 3DS, Super Mario 3D Land. Uh, Super Mario Land. Man, fuck is up with that Super Land. Mario that 3D Land. And then, uh, and then we'll also probably, possibly be talking about Zelda. I don't, I doubt it. It comes out. Is anybody going to buy Zelda, like, for next week? See, some people, Me? who knows? It's not out until the 20th, so it's, it's, it's the latest Sunday. of those games. Super Mario 3D Sunday. Land, and I might. Is it a week? From- yeah, yeah, yeah. I might also. 15th, 15th is Tuesday, Sunday. We. It's a ways off. Don't worry. Jesus Christ. I might also uh, find some time to talk about Tribes Ascent. Oh, so. you should play that. So Matt yeah, just died. Did anybody get a Dota 2 invite yet? Nope. Uh, but if you want to send us Dota invites, you can send them <laughs> to letters at eat dash link dash game dot com. You can find me on Twitter, Chef Money. You can find Arthur on Twitter at A-E-G-I-E-S. You can find Ryan on Twitter at Ryan O'Donnell. You can find Tyler on Twitter at Dirty T. And you can find Matt on Twitter at Talking Orange. Remember to rate us and do all that shit on iTunes if you care. Whatever. We're out.